Konnichiwa. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Welcome and to Welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah. And today we are talking about. What well, we kind of want to just talk about. We're, we're just, just talking. We're just talking. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of things you can just talk about and yeah. kind of go down the rabbit hole and Well, yeah, so we each went down our own rabbit holes today, inspired by listener questions and by the belly rubbing event that yes. happened this week and I spent way too many hours watching video clips from. I watched two hours and eighteen minutes the entire thing. And I'm going to bring you a breakdown, my thoughts, beat by beat. That's right. I am going to bring you a breakdown of the dead body rule, because it's one of those things that we have gotten a lot of questions about. And I thought, you know what? It's time to do a deep dive and find some more information about that rule. Right. But first, we have some stuff to share. That's right. We have some poetry, if you will. We always appreciate your poetry. This is from Little Miss Sumo. And it comes right after she heard the news about our new Ozeki promotion. Congrats today to Ozeki Kirishima. Climbing Sanyaku, you've made pin old Tima. The old old fan towel will need to retire. With your new Shikona, you'll go even higher. But please also know we'll miss calling you by yummy. We still love your peach-like buns and rock-hard tummy. Pretty good, right? (laughs) Although we really don't know. He was not at the belly rubbing event, so we don't know what his belly feels like. That's right. We don't. But we do know how the other five that were selected for the event, we do know how they feel. Yes. But before we get to that, let me share something else. This came from Brenda Velasco, who is, she's a sumo wrestler in California, yeah. here in the States. She studies with Yama, yeah. who is an ex-professional wrestler from Japan. And huge. Uh, yeah, really large man who is still <laughs> teaching sumo in California. He's yeah. training a lot of our American athletes and doing a really great job yeah. at it. And so she was listening to some of our older episodes, and she said, y'all did an episode where listeners asked you questions, and someone asked why the sumo mascots were birds. And I thought I would share with you something Yama told us during post-Keiko meal that may be related to this question. It is custom for Rikishi to eat a meal with chicken during the basho, because birds are animals that stand on two legs instead of four. Mm-hmm. It is said that eating poultry would bring luck to the wrestlers and keep them standing in the ring. You know, since being on four legs would be a loss. I have a feeling that's very much related to the feathery mascots. He also shared with us that a lot of the rikishi yukatas and gyoji robe patterns feature dragonflies. Because like a good rikishi, a dragonfly will only fly sideways and forward, but never move back. Oh, interesting. Isn't that I, cool? I knew that about the bird, uh, about the chicken, but I didn't know that about the dragonfly. Yeah, I had not heard that That's either. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Thanks, well, thanks Brenda. Brenda. Are you ready for a uh, news flash? Yes. Well, Ozeki Kirishima went home, and we've still been seeing uh, the flood of all the photos and pictures. And they, like a lot of them, went home. I think Hokuseiho went home. A number of people went home to Mongolia. 
And I love seeing pictures of them with their families and everything. Um, they honored Kiribayama or Kirishima with a traditional horse racing. And he was able to, I think, go and observe Nadam because Nadam, which is the Mongolian wrestling tournament that's a big to-do, happened on June 9th, the weekend he was home. So that's pretty cool. Nice. So he was sitting at this dais, this all this Mongolian food and everybody else in their Mongolian, what they would normally wear in Mongolia. And it was just like really neat to see him amongst his people. Daesho was interviewed and uh, he is double downing on his attempt to become an Ozeki by doing many, many, many bouts. He is currently at 22 wins. He needs 33 He's one ahead of Wakamoto Haru and Hoshoryu, who's sitting at 21 wins. So I know that everyone keeps talking about going into this next tournament. Uh, one of our Ozekis are gunning for. It's going to be a little crazy because we're going to have a new Ozeki who's going to want to have a good appearance. Mm-hmm. We have a Kata, Well, he's not Karaban anymore, but Takakesha, who's been injured forever and barely eking by. And then we've got three others, Daesho, Wakamotoharu, and Hoshoryu, who are for sure going to be aiming for double-digit wins. And they've got to get 11 or 12. 12. Yeah, that's hard to do. And then that's you've hard. got That's really hard. Then you've got Tadanafuji, who's going to be dominating again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nuts, y'all. I know good. some hearts are going to be breaking, but there also could be just amazing Hollywood stories. Just, just to give you an update on... You know, all of that. Uh, Ted and Fuji finally got married to uh, the, he had the ceremony. To, yeah, he got. Yeah, he's been married, but he has a child. And uh, he uh, had an event where over 800 people came, attended the event, which featured like famous, famous R&B or rap artists and like a who's who's list of Japanese Olympic athletes and other famous athletes. It was really crazy. 800 people. And there was this cake that was this ice sculpture. I actually don't know where the cake was in the thing. It was like 12 feet tall. It was huge. It was enormous. But it was an ice sculpture. But again, they were cutting it. And I was like, again, I do not see where the cake is in this thing. But it was so extravagant. And there were flowers everywhere. I mean, this was a huge event. I was like, who pays for this? This is nuts. Maybe the father of the bride takes care of it over there, too. Perhaps. I don't know. This would be an insane. Yes, uh, I have a feeling it's more sponsors. (laughs) I would think so, too. 800 people. Yeah. uh, Do you think that's in the contract somewhere where they say, if you're going to support Tarana Fuji, you're also going to support the wedding events? I think what happens is that these sponsors, if you're going to be a sponsor, you're head of a big corporate thing where you've got more money than you know what to do with. It establishes yourself as a bigwig by doing things like this. And from what I understand about some of these sponsors, there's the supporter club and that kind of stuff. And some of these big time sponsors is like, you're not a big CEO if you don't, if you're not a patron of somebody in the sport, sporting world, like a sumo wrestler. So I have a feeling there's probably a ton of wealth that they can call up when they need to, especially for Yokozuna. Mm. Yeah, that's my two cents. I don't know though. Shall we jump to the belly touching event? Yes. Well, I watched all two hours and 18 minutes of the belly touching event so that you don't have to, but I'm going to give you a... It's so fun. I'm going to give you a 
breakdown. Well, not everybody has two hours and 18 minutes to watch a video <laughs> sure about belly do. touching. Just like a movie. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people probably did. But anyway, I'm going to kind of walk you through the event because it was it was kind of special, but it was fun. It was all in Japanese, obviously. And it happened at, I believe, a mall because it, it was held under the shadow like a of a Van Cleef and Arpels <laughs> sign. So, it did look like and a the mall. step and repeat, if anybody doesn't know what the word step and repeat mm-hmm. means, that's, that's that the banner kind of behind anybody who's taking a picture and mm-hmm. it has their, you know, their icons and, you know, all of their symbolism for whatever. This was called the Sioux Mall. So it was S U capital M A L L. So it happened at a mall. At a so, Sioux Mall. Sioux Mall. Yeah. <laughs> event. <laughs> now what this was was it was it was labeled a the belly touching event, but it also contained a singing competition and a compliment giving competition oh is that what that was yes compliment giving they had to give each other compliments i love this i think we should all be a part of a compliment giving competition right what i took away from this and why i watched two hours and 18 minutes of it in japanese was that (laughs) it was really like a a good solid two hours of kind of watching Five different wrestlers yeah. that we know on the doyo, but to see them socially, we see them in small clips, but yeah. to see them interact with each other, interact with the crowd, all of their insecurities, because you could tell this event for all of them was like, what the hell did I get myself into? Even Shodai said, like, I signed up for the event and then they told me about the singing competition. <laughs> <laughs> so they clearly were somewhat hoodwinked into it. But uh, but it was it was delightful in many ways, and they were kind of good sports about it. They, but yeah, they I, did seem to. What be. I took away from it was honestly knowing the wrestlers' personalities more mm-hmm. than anything. So there were two hosts, a, co- a comedian who, in my opinion, never seems like a real comedian. He just seems loud, <laughs> loud and like energetic. And then a beautiful Isn't that uh, what comedians really are <laughs> loud and energetic. They have to say something witty. <laughs> This guy was just like MC of the show and like didn't have any solid jokes. And he didn't really like lead them into too many great jokes, but he did get them to banter, which I think is the hard part. It's like these guys, we've heard them be interviewed a million times and they're like, I just go out there and do my brand of sumo. So it's pretty hard to get a personality out of that guy. So this guy did a good job. And then there's a beautiful uh, co-host and she's the one who has a script who's really you know, telling the audience everything that's happening. And Uh he's just running around yucking it up and hyping up the crowd and him. Um, So they go on for about 20 minutes explaining everything that's going to happen. And they introduce each one of these wrestlers Mm -hmm. as they step out. Now, they all come out and they none of them know how to use a microphone, but they're obsessed with turning it on and off. So I don't know if backstage (laughs) somebody was like, here's a microphone, but we're saving on battery power. Just make sure you turn it off when you're not using it. And they were following rules. They were were, exactly what it was. But they kept like holding it and then all of them checking on or off like obsessively. And I was like, why are they just just hold the microphone? And some of them weren't as good with holding a microphone as others. Um, Hirado Umi, terrible on, on a microphone. Meaning it was too far away? Yeah. He just was like, what is this thing? I've never spoken into it. And he oh. didn't have it on a stand. He had it in his hand. It yeah. was like he just didn't know. Uda was not good either. But you know who the total pro was? Ichi Yamamoto. He is he, a pro at public speaking. He was, He's I was great. like, I feel like we've got a 
a real firecracker here. And I can see where his, his future is going to go, whether it's sumo or not. He is so congenial and so open and friendly. Well, remember, he's the one that had, has worked for the government before and has yes. done some public speaking. Yes. Like, and you can tell. You can totally yeah. tell. He was like, I got this. Yeah. And, and he was easy and fun. Shodai was typically Shodai. He comes out and he runs and he has the head bobble. You know, he does that really short, shuffled run. Uh huh. He did that on and off the stage. And at one point, he left the stage and missed the whole. He missed the compliment giving. Um, oh, he did. He just was like, "I gotta go." And there was, and there's hosts were like, "Oh, okay." where are you going, Shodai? And he just ran off stage. And I was like, maybe he had to go to the bathroom. But he did that short, like, shuffle off stage. He's yeah. like, I just got to go. He came back for the end. But he just was like, I think this guy's a live wire. Anyway, and then uh, and then there's the statesman, who is Sadana Umi. And Sadana Umi also surprised me. And they all kind of defer to him. And they all kind of like... Because he's older? Because he's older. Mm. He's the real veteran. He mentioned it a number of times. But even seeing them come out to the stage, he comes out. He's clearly been in the game longer. He has this kind of big personality, a booming voice. And yeah, he's not cracking a lot of jokes, but he is the sumo guy. He speaks in a commanding way. He's intelligent. Um, he's the wisdom up he there. is but they all kind of defer to him and when they walk around him they kind of bow or whatever and i was that's like that's nice. really interesting because you don't think shodai shodai did a little bit of that but the younger guys for sure did hirado umi ura and um and uh, ichi yamamoto all kind of defer to him but um ura was also really shy with the microphone you see his face kind of light up and it's very uh, like he uses his face a lot but as far as speaking he's not quite as comfortable as you think he as he would be hmm. but anyway let's chat about what i could gather about what was about to happen this is a large crowd and about 400 people which i think really 400 people oh yeah. i didn't realize there were that many yeah it was a big event it was very successful and that's what this whole event was for it was to spread sumo the spirit of sumo let people interact with sumo in the same way that tours kind of function. Mm -hmm. But this was a real the the oyakata who I'll tell you about later. Um, it was a kind of real toss up, right? They were like, yeah. I don't know, I, let's try this. But well, actually, I'll go ahead and tell you now. What he said at the end was that like there was a Q and A at the end, and they asked a bunch of questions like, well, how did you? feel about people touching your belly and the oyakata was like well it's kind of common that wherever we go on yeah. tour that people naturally want to touch our bellies so it's not that you know yeah they were Kanishki said that yeah like people are just want to touch their belly they For just good luck yeah but also just people are fascinated by it and i guess the sumo wrestlers just kind of allow that to happen as long as someone's not pervy yeah and there was a little bit of a worry that there was going to be a real strange person who's going to try to touch them but everybody all 400 people they were so polite they were yeah. so polite and so and they would they would kind of put their hand on the belly and bow and move on they were always very yeah. respectful and the guys just stood there and said thank you and it was very <laughs> funny but before we get to that let's talk about what was up first which was karaoke again shodai was like i signed up for this they told me afterwards <laughs> that there would be a competition he was quite brave he really he was. was and he had to go first oh my god can he must have been so well that's why he was running to the bathroom I, well that, that he right did that there. after he did that after 
it, it was very because if you're not a singer and they ask you to do that that's terrifying i know i know but they're like i i said i would do it so here i am oh so, my god can you but, imagine he's like it's not enough that i'm out here in my underwear all the time now i've got to sing for people <laughs> So anyway, the the crowd though is excited. Yeah. Like the hosts have gotten these this crowd of four hundred pumped up. They yeah. are very they're they're excited, and the guys kind of cut jokes about like, Shodai was like, "I'm having fun. This seems good. Just please don't have your expectations too high." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes also, me love him even more. You know, in their intros, they come out and they all had little intros, little they would give a little highlight of who they are. And you could tell like Shodai, the first thing he mentioned was like falling out of Ozeki. So like everywhere he goes, he kind of has to apologize for yeah. his rank and, and that kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. But he still was like having fun and like joking and just like, what am I doing? But okay, let's do this. So he seemed to be in pretty good spirits considering this is all foreign to him, you know? But his song was what, from what I guess, this is what the chorus sounded like every day, every night. I think it was called Stand By Me, but I didn't hear that. Yeah, Maybe but it there was some, some English in there. There was every yeah. day, every night. And uh, he cleared his throat nervously and shuffled side to side nonstop. The uh, the other wrestlers, though, were like pumping him up, pumping him up. They were like, you can do this. You can do this. And he had a higher voice than I would have thought. Hmm. And um, he had some high passages and he belted them out with gusto. Yes, he did. But let's listen a little bit. to critique this he was a bit pitchy but still <laughs> still but he had gusto yeah he sang some really high passages and i'm like you know he kind of cracked in the bridge but he came back strong yes he did um, with a smile on his face the whole time yes and the thing is he did he he like committed to the high notes as one has to commit to sumo, That's there right. is no half-assing it. That's if right. you've got to go for it, even if you don't have what it takes, you have to do it. Yeah. Because how are you ever going to get there? Yeah. And he attacked the song in the same way that he attacked 
he attacks in the doyo. I will say that um, he... We're not a Simon Cowell. No. Like, like we're going to love everything this man does. Of course. But if I had to critique, I'd be like... (laughs) He's a little pitchy. But you know what? He was not the only one who was pitchy. And okay. he was laughing and he commenting, commented afterwards that he was very relieved that it was over. It was a lovely, passionate <laughs> ballad. I was I was like, oh, that's what his singing voice is. And I am hooked at this point. I mean, I've been hooked for the, like the last 15 minutes. But hearing Shodai sing, all of them sing, yeah. is just the exact content that I need and want from the JSA. Yes. Yes. I agreed. I don't even care to see sumo when I go over there. I only care (laughs) to be in a karaoke room with sumo wrestlers singing duets with them. That's all I really care about. And now I I know what, now I know that like, okay, if I sing with Shodai, he's going to pull a little flat. And that's that's okay. okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. See, I'm, yeah, I'd like to do the push the wrestler over game. That would, I mean, I would like to sing with them as well. That would be awesome. But like a a game of old maid and try to push him over. That sounds fabulous too. Yeah, that sounds good too. Yeah. You know, in Shodai had it tough because all the other guys only sang the very first verse and chorus for him. Well, not all of them. Him, they didn't cut him off. So he had to keep going and he sang verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge and chorus. He sang a full, he, he sang the full, the full song. song and I don't think he had expected it, but it was a four and a half minute song. <laughs> four and a half minutes. Yeah, they like their long songs over there. Well, and this was a passionate love ballad. And yeah. I have to say, oh, that's so frightening. It's frightening, but it's a theme because who was up next was Hirada Umi. Oh, what was his voice like? Because I didn't... Oh, my goodness. I did not hear he him is, sing. He is... He has a beautiful voice. They all know it, too. They're like, what? He's so shy and he's so quiet. He's awkward with the microphone. And when he sang, it was easy. You know when you see people sing oh. and they're like, this is easy? Well, oh. he was singing, I think, what is was like a classic song. And uh, you he know who's going to love this? Who? Carol. Carol, if you're out there, Hira de Umi is her man. Well, we've got a lot of Hira de Umi fans. When he's in the doyo, he looks mean, right? No. No, well, like intense. He looks like, like a sumo wrestler, yeah. Like he looks like a sweet, like now I'm like, he's not a meathead, but he kind of looks like a like a sweet young meathead. Like he's like, <laughs> I I sumo wrestle and that's what I do. But then he looks classy. Then then on the other side of it, there's this guy. Let's hear. There's this guy.
でもつながってたいんだよあなたがまだ好きだから I mean, that is the sexiest thing ever. I don't know, I know. what is. He chose the right song、yeah. for his personality type. He's like passionate. It's a love ballad. I、It's、think the lyrics, are, the lyrics are like,、um, I should have laughed more. Tell me I'm stupid. Tell me not to care. Because I still love you. I should have cried more. I feel like this song. Like in his heart, like he's young, but he's experienced love in some way. <laughs> Maybe it's that he's just a, he gets down to business. He loves just as passionately as he. <laughs> sumo wrestlers. Sumo wrestlers. It starts out, he started out really in the very beginning. It's、yeah. a pianissimo. Yeah. Like it's kind of soft and quiet, yeah, and yeah. it's a piano ballad, and he matches tone with it. Yep. Like he's just whispering right into my ears. I know, right? Yeah. And it was just his eyes, his eyes darted around and he shuffled, but like he was nervous. But he's got the goods. He really does. He has a lovely baritone voice. Yes, Hira de Umi, you have the goods, according and, to the Sumoka Boom ladies. Yes. And I, fe- I felt like somewhere in his heart, he has love for somebody. It just seemed a little, it seemed like it's for、true. a shy young man. Yeah, there's some truth there. There's some truth there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love it. Hira de Umi. Now I know. Now I know. I,、yeah. I had no idea that he could sing like that. Right? This is, this is really half the fun of sumo, <laughs> is realizing that these athletes can sing. Like, remember when we first got to listen to Terana Fuji sing that song?、Yeah. And it was like, <gasps> oh, what? You mean this song? はい。A war song. It, no, it wasn't war, but he said something about my comrades. In the, well, it could be Google translation, but it doesn't seem romantic. <laughs> it talks a little bit more about the time past and the good old days, and it's a bit more up tempo. And perhaps. I'm picturing like a Gene Kelly, Frank Sinatra war movie. Oh, my lord. Da, 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 the army. Yeah, exactly. It's not quite like that. From what is that? That's from、uh, Holiday.、Uh, what, the, um, the Christmas, Christmas. classic,、um, White Christmas. White Christmas, yeah. It's not. Da, 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 that's da, exactly what I was picturing, but it, I was like, wait, that's not Gene Kelly no, at all. No, he wasn't in that. That's <laughs> Sorry, Bing Crosby Dan, and Danny Kay. And Danny Kay.、Um, but yeah, but、um, perhaps Uda isn't quite the romantic. 
that he had a doumi or shodai is. Shodai also sang a ballad. You know what I mean? Yeah, he sang yeah. a love ballad. Yeah. So I just, you have to know what they choose as well. Yeah. It's an interesting choice. He's like, I'm not comfortable singing about love. Actually, now that you bring it up, and now that I'm thinking about it, perhaps Shodai doesn't yet have the experience with that kind of love yet. He's maybe not vulnerable, but Hira de Umi. Hira de Umi has experienced it. Yeah. Right? Maybe even puppy love. Maybe it's unre- unrequited. Who knows? But, uh... Well, he's young enough to have had real love. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah, or young love. Yeah. But he's been a young wrestler, so he hasn't been able to leave the stable <laughs> to go spend time with ladies until just now. Oh, Shodai? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Shodai has. He's older, but Hira de Umi. But, you know... Ura maybe just doesn't focus on the ladies. He's all play. But anyway, food. perhaps this was a crowd pleaser that he thought would everybody would know. and Sing be, along with them, maybe. Yeah, it's like, it's like goodbye and mentions cherry trees, the sakura. And he has a very, very fast vibrato, not unlike Post Malone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't sound at all like Post Malone, but he has the vibrato, the very fast vibrato that surprise me this kind of seems like a beer hall drinking song he has kind of a sort of chipper spirit uh let's let's take a listen くどこ夕暮れの街青い見たそら赤に色君焼けた仲間の顔よみがえる何か顔きそうな兆しもなく誰かに変われるはずもなく当たり前のように通り過ぎた毎日離れ離れに頭では勝っててもただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただただ
And this one sounds like he went straight 90s inspirational ballad. Now, he's not the voice of Ikioi, but uh, a little spoiler there, you'll hear. Uh, but he has a fun, commanding presence and he sings it. He clears his throat. He obviously apologizes because he's clearing his throat. He feels like, you know, maybe he has a little frog in his throat. Maybe he's just not a natural singer, but he passes it off and, and, and laughs. But I think you're going to enjoy the beginning of the song, mainly for the synth. Get you like even more in love with him is because he knows clearly he's picked the wrong key or he not doesn't know what the key is so it's it's in some insanely high key and it surprised him. I'm laughing so hard that I'm crying behind the mic over here only yeah. only because so I was watching Twitter just as these videos started to come out and for some reason. For some reason, now I know why no one shared the video of Ichi Yamamoto singing. They shared the other ones, but not him. Yeah, but his is kind of like my favorite because it reveals even more of his like happy-go-lucky, well, I suck at this. Let's just double down and do it. There was no turning back, you know? But I think everyone was being polite. They were like, no, we won't share that one. No. He was laughing. But he was like... Let's roll. Let's do this. What I love is some oh of the God. words in this music were funny to me. Like you're a you're like a fly fish, like cutting through the bustling city. You're an angel on the water's edge. It sounded a bit more romantic in the Google translation uh, than the way he sang it. <laughs> but with good spirit, he forged on, knowing his voice isn't the best. But I love this. I love his spirit. <laughs> The other guys were singing along and also <laughs> laughing very hard. The last lines of the song were, I thought you were a normal girl, but you're not. You're special. And I suddenly fell in love. 
<laughs> Sorry, my <laughs> sentiments about him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh I my mean, god. It's so funny to me, but <laughs> also because I have been in auditions and have felt just like him yeah. singing that song. You're like, oh. Where you're like, this is going so wrong. Well, that's this why I decided to so do that this week. Is I was like, I am so connecting to him, and I like it on a different level since we both sing. We're like, oh, this one is too high. This one was- did not expect. <laughs> that oh my god so i'm going to pull myself together to round it up (laughs) (laughs) that's just the funniest thing i've ever heard to round it up though we have a song by sada no umi and uh there are some english words in this and i think it's oh maybe oh baby i think i think it's called beautiful journey i may have the all the songs all one person off but anyway this is apparently a song that he sings in the car on the way to the tournament, or he listens to it all the time at the do- like at the tournament, mm. which I find quite comical after listening to the song because I was like, "This is the song that he would sing like backstage," and that revealed more to me. Like most people, when they're backstage before they're about to go fight or something, are listening to like rap metal, like <laughs> not not cheer up, sleepy jeans. No, his was more like um. This was more of like a love song. Okay. He says he's loved it since he was a small child. So he also went old school. Okay. You know, song choice that everybody would know. Now so this, this could be a song from the 80s or 90s. Exactly. Okay. Well, he wasn't, pro- he's he's probably like 35. Uh, so that was probably well, 80s, so it, 90s. You know, could yeah. Be, yeah. It has a piano ballad intro. It sounds inspirational. Okay. Um, strings. It's very dramatic. Okay. Right. And I will say he's a bit pitchy as well. Uh, but he's very serious and he you really know? commits to the high notes. <laughs> he doesn't push. Um, he's quite at ease as he floats up to the high notes. Okay. And uh, also, oddly enough, the song mentions the USA and Europe. So I don't know what the song is really all about, okay. though. But he says in the in the song, who will open the door of miracles? Just smile one more time. Will you notice? So I think it's uh, I don't know, maybe. I have no idea. Um, Sounds like a love song. It does. It does. One thing I noticed when he was singing it is that the lyrics were down below. He knew they were there and he read them, but he really did not need them. Yeah, he didn't need them at all. He knew this song. Oh, 
to clap but then they missed it and he was like no one stopped me okay i will go on and he also sang four minutes so uh yeah i think uh maybe oh baby or whatever i'd love to hear them sing maybe oh baby or whatever he's saying. uh i was like yeah he got better on the chorus he felt definitely yeah. felt out that chorus he had real beautiful control going from his chest to yes. his head voice yeah. i thought he like, floated right up there yeah you could tell he this is a favorite song of his he's yeah. been singing it for ages yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it, was it was full of emotion yeah now i'm starting to wonder if in sumo school they have a singing class, you know? I, well, they have to learn the folk songs. So they definitely... Yeah, so they, okay, they do. They spend a lot of time singing. That's very much expected of them. Plus, I think Japanese people love karaoke, so yeah. they, they do that. So after that, all wrapped up, I think that's everybody was loving that. There was the uh, Shodai decided to leave the competition, uh, shuffled off stage, and then it left four of them to do a very awkward compliment contest. And Sadana Umi had to compliment Hirada Umi, and then Hirada Umi, in a very shy way, had to compliment Sadana Umi. And uh, in a nutshell, Ura also had to compliment Ichiyamamoto, and um, Ura won that one. Hirada Umi uh, won the one before, and then they then had to compliment each other. They weren't naturally that great with complimenting each other. They said some nice things. Ichiyamamoto was off the cuff and quite comfortable they said something nice um but you could tell that this was not a typical thing that they were like you are very good to your siblings that's what Sadanomi said too uh, i can tell you care about your family um you know it's probably not the way they spend their practice every no. day and i don't think compliments come easy in those in that way like yeah. you might hear your master say once in 20 years that you you met their expectations, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it seemed very foreign to them. After that, the crowd got gift bags, and there were of oh. all the four hundred people. There were twin. There were everyone had a black like flag in there that had like uh, kanji on it that I'm sure said sumo or bust. I don't know. And then there were twenty white flags. If you got a white flag in your bag, you got to go up and take a picture um, in the middle of the five wrestlers. Oh. So then they took time out, and all those people with their white flags made their way up to the stage to get a picture oh, in between all of them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then after that comes the belly touching event. And this took a while, and 
they they kind of every fan has their picture or has their camera going up to them so they literally just like a big old line of people they stood on the stage and all of the audience came through and they just put their hand on each belly and and bowed a little bit and said thank you and the guys were like yeah thank you thank you you're touching my belly but everyone had a camera in their hand as yeah. they were touching bellies that that was my favorite part of the yeah. event was all of those videos then went up to twitter I know. It was there's so gonna cute. be like a pov video yeah. of yeah. what that looked like i mean tons of them 400 pov videos yeah. of up close what it looks like a hand touching yes. a belly there was one guy who, who went through like third or fourth who had a baby and he tried to the first two wrestlers he shoved his baby in their hands and then of course the baby was crying yeah and he took a picture and then he picked up his baby and shoved his crying baby in the next guy and then by the time we got to Satanomi, Satanomi was like if we start this now if we start grabbing all your crying babies yeah. like he he kindly was just like and move on and so then the guy was like okay i can't get my baby with all five wrestlers but he did get his baby with two wrestlers yeah who were like game for it in the beginning but then everybody else followed through followed through and um after all that was over, everyone was just so delighted to be able to touch the wrestlers. The uh, Mihol Gaseki, I think that's his name, uh, Oyakata, they all did a Q&A. And a lot of that, again, was like, what did it feel like? And most all of them were like, yeah, it was kind of, you know, probably a strange thing. But like, we're we're here to bring sumo to all of you. And just as our way to say thank you and for you all to be more interested in sumo and spread kind of the goodwill. And, uh, and the reason why the Oyakata suggested this from what I gathered is that like sumo wrestlers have always kind of been aligned with gods and they've always had some special kind of magical powers, not magical powers, but they kind of, they're, they walk around in old hairstyles and old clothing. And there's something very, I guess not religious, but there's just something, you know, interesting and like ab about them as modern day kind of gods and the ability to touch somebody uh, and to be able to get close to a sumo wrestler. Most people can't do that. So it was kind of his idea of what this was, is like really bringing the people to really get in close to a sumo wrestler, to experience mm. that and to kind of the awe that we all kind of have watching them, but mm -hmm. to bring it personally to people. So um, anyway, so that is that. But side note, I did hear another video that came through this through the uh, the Twitter feed that was Ochiai or Hakuoho singing a song mm -hmm. and let me tell you that is our next ikioi he is yeah i he had a beautiful voice was like what what mm -hmm. and so hopefully we'll be able to bring you more uh hakuoho in the future singing because he has got a great voice like hiradomi does so that's that shall we jump to the dead body rule <laughs> <laughs> or now i'm wondering should we just leave that till next week I guess we could. Let's just wait on the dead body rule until next week. That's right. Yeah. So I've got it ready to go for next week. And we'll just like sit here and enjoy the karaoke <laughs> and what we learned about these wrestlers this week through the belly rubs. So hold on next week. I will tell you more about what I learned about the dead body rule. Till then, I'm Leslie. Laurie. Bye. Bye. Bye.